Hey, good morning. It is Wellness Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. D.B. Marshall, and I have Herbalist Keys that's with me here on this morning. Good morning, sir. Peace and blessings, peace and blessings. You know, the whole time uh, D.B. be making his announcements, I be sitting over here mocking him, y'all. Do you really? <laughs> I surely do. Do you be lip syncing or you turn into a, what, a, what is it, a mind? Uh, you be talking and I be talking, mouthing and yeah, <laughs> mimicking you. That's all. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like we are more connected now. Boy, please. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it's so funny because I was gonna say I love when you say peace and blessings, and I don't know why you said, but when you said it this time, the first thing came to mind is that's what most of us are striving for or towards why do you say peace and blessings partly because of what you said and to me it's a better and a more sincere salutation to people um because regardless of even if i don't like you i want you to have peace and blessings over you because it'll make my life a whole lot more easier that's 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 true (laughs) that's very true um it's funny you said that because i remember i said it once at a store to the cashier as i was leaving and there was a white guy standing behind me he said what did you just say i said peace and blessings he said oh my god do you mind if I use that? Uh-huh. I said, I don't own it. I said, <laughs> I said you surely can. <laughs> Anything you had going on this weekend? Wellness check? Anything special that you did? You know, I have started my um, transition to vegan journey. I'm pescatarian right now. All I will eat is fish. Um, but I may, may, mainly have been eating vegetables and fruits and that good stuff. It's been actually really, really cool. I have made a few vegan dishes mm-hmm. and I have messed up a few vegan dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell nobody. So, yeah. Know. Oh, child. Even they get put in the garbage the when they get bad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I try to be transparent as possible. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very true about you. Uh, no, but congratulations on that. You know, we, we come here, we talk about some of the things that we want to do, especially after we talked about our goals or strategies for 2024. And so with that said, I went and started a run club in at the local community park with the Atlanta Track Club. So they provide a whole curriculum for kids from kindergarten to fifth grade. So that kicks off next month. And I am Coach Marshall, or shall I be Coach Dr. Marshall? Which one? Or just Dr. Marshall? Uh, We're going to call you Caribbean Cruise Jamaican Coach Marshall. (laughs) How about that? (laughs) Listen, I said I I wanted to do something in my community, and so... I decided to do that. In addition, this past weekend, my family surprised me with a 50th birthday party that I knew nothing about. And they've been planning it since October. Um, My folks in Miami and stuff like that. And so I walked in thinking I was going to some type of gala and I looked up and everybody was hollering at me about to scare the bejesus out of me but that was a very (laughs) nice surprise that they really thought about me and poured into me like that that is wonderful and it's funny i was just getting ready to say when you got a break i was about to say we need to give you another happy birthday (laughs) there you go there you go yes and um so for those who came who are listening thank you for supporting me and thank you for all of the birthday wishes if you sent me a happy birthday and thank you for all of the birthday wishes if you sent herbless keys a happy birthday as well we do appreciate you and we don't take any of those um those gifts i call them gifts those gifts and those acknowledgements 
we don't take them for granted at all. Not here. Not in this space. Definitely, because somebody does not have to take that half a minute, second, or however long it takes them to just say happy birthday to you. So that is a cherished gift to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And for and for me, and I think I speak for keys too. It's just the little things. It's just the little simple things. Even when I will hit keys up sometimes, he'd be like, Oh, thank you for thinking about me. Like he's really appreciative and lives in gratitude just even when I, you know, check up on him. And he does the same to me. And so if you can incorporate that practice with your loved ones and with your friends, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not gonna let him just slide by, but you know, DB was sort of looking a little tasty at his uh, uh birthday um gala there, y'all. He was clean and he was looking tasty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> when I say I didn't know anything, and I'm one of those individuals I do not pry. You know, I don't start asking questions or anything like that. But it, you know, I can't even uh, I cried the whole time. All night, I cried. I just cried. I just cried because it was just so much love. And my family is the type of family like they incorporate everybody. So they would even tell the bartenders, come on in and dance with us. The, the caterers, come and dance with us. And it just reminded That's me. Mine. That's yours too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, no, we got to work. Mm-mm, that's not what we do in our family. In our family, we all come together and we love and and we um make sure we include everybody. Yeah, you can still go pour our drinks, but you're going to come on on this dance floor too. Yeah. That's what life is all about. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, you won't believe yeah. I end up doing some break dancing. Yes. Oh, Lord. I, I bre- would have paid. Listen, <laughs> Break dancing, and when I went to do the California word, I looked like a hot mess. It's like my lower end of the body didn't communicate with the t- top end of my body. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I had to stop. Now, I was doing real good till I got to the California word. I really was. Doing really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The question is, how did you feel the next day? You know what? I didn't feel bad. <laughs> But technically, I was okay, already man. a little sore because I just started back going to the gym. So I think some of that was just all mixed in, and I just didn't know the difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I refuse to see a gym until after February, until after all these New Year people leave. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so struggle. for real. It's just been a struggle. It's, it's just been a struggle for me this year. Like, it's just – and the cold weather does not make it any better, like – and of course, Keith's gonna be like, "Oh, that's just normal for us. it's not normal down here." No, I know it's not normal because um, I've been hearing everywhere it's been miserably cold in yes. Texas, Virginia, everywhere. So I can't imagine some of the states that's not used to this because it's like 14, pretty cold. Thirteen here. degree weather, like it's on my birthday that evening. It was sixteen degrees. It was ten below here. Oh wow! See, I see. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> But it always feels warmer when it's that low. I'm for real. It's it's a different cold. Not here. So I don't know what difference you see. Yeah. It's all good. Below well, zero. I'm talking about when it gets below zero. Oh, below zero. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah. Well, of course, as always, we have a good, informative, exciting show for you on today. So I want you to stay tuned. Hey, good morning. We are back. You have your host, D.B. Marshall, Dr. D.B. Marshall and Herbalist Keys here with all of your wellness and also your pop culture news. Sometimes we we dive into that pop culture. And speaking of pop culture, so we know there's a lot that's going around with the color 
Purple, Monique, Cat Williams. I don't think Jaguar Wright came out with anything. <laughs> so she already spilled all her dirt. Jaguar Wright always got something going on. <laughs> Diddy, Listen, Ludacris. I love her. <laughs> when people were so against her, I was like, you know what? She is she giving too many details for her not to be mm. on point. And so far, she sounds like she's been on point. But what's been going on with the color purple? I've you know I've, I've is it true about the numbers, the ticket sales? Yes, color purple now is actually you can stream it and it is still playing in the movie that's theaters. What, um, that's what people say that you can stream. And I was like, no. Yeah. yeah. It was you know there I feel several ways about it. There I don't feel that people are blaming pe- people. Um you can only squeeze so much out of an orange. The color purple has been running since the conception of time. I feel like since back in the eighties, really they have not gave it a break. So yes. I, I guess I'm just like, you can only squeeze, squeeze so much out of an orange. They want to blame Taraji because of what she complained about um pay disparity. They want to blame Oprah because she didn't, protect and defend it so yeah i i'm just like there's only so much you can squeeze out of an orange period yeah and um yeah i, I don't even want to blame had, anybody for the studio well you know when anything is not going as planned they want to point the finger at somebody or something when it right. all boils down the color purple is in my head one of those classics is that we watch over and over and over Again, I mean, I will say that at least most black folks watch Color Purple, if not once a year, at least once every two to three years. But in saying that, I'm going to say what RuPaul said on Drag Race once when someone tried to portray Blanche. It was like, even though, you know, that's an old show, people are always looking at it. So it's like real time for them to some degree. And so if yeah. you don't come with your A game, then they're going to do that comparison and then they're going to judge you on that. And you know, the failure of that, I agree with you, but the failure on that, it's like you say, the reruns of the Golden Girls are always running. So you're not going to have a bunch of people to flock out to a movie theater or something that has been constantly running mm-hmm. yeah. have you seen it <laughs> you know it's no i have not yeah. i do want to see it because it is a musical form and i haven't seen it on broadway yet and it's been running on broadway for over 10 years oh I literally it's running that long on broadway so i I've, i haven't yeah, seen it that's I, why i'm like it's been running since the conception of time yeah but i'd had a and, chance to see it on broadway with fantasia and it was really good and I, and, right. you know, I think it was, you know, a lot of black folks just not into musicals like that. When you, isn't that fair? That's true. Yeah. We, no, we, that's very true. Yeah. And now, that's what I've been hearing a lot of people saying. They's like, I didn't realize it was a musical. I didn't want to yeah. see a musical. I really don't think, you know, black folks are into music. Now, when you cross over, that would be different. So one of the reasons that black folks aren't into but, musicals like that, because we haven't been sp- exposed to music. Like, that's not usually a part of our upbringing. Oh, let me correct you on that. I don't want to say black people are not into musicals. A lot of people, period, are not in the musicals. Musicals are very subsection market, period. White, black, Asian, whatever. I feel like it's a very subsection market because some people like music but don't want to see people dance while they're singing, you know, yeah. are, are, are telling a story. They want it, they want it broken up or whatever. So 
that's a very niche market, I feel like, a musical. Yeah, I can see that as well. The reason I said that, because we had a lot of folks that supported Glee, but the the, the demographic was not black folks. It were white folks mm-hmm. and gay folks that really kept Glee, because mm-hmm. they didn't even think Glee was going to make it. You know, they was going to survive mm-hmm. on TV. Like, if you ask your average black male, if they're going to run out to go see, you know, a oh. musical, <laughs> they'll be like, no. Not- but if you even look at the average white male that sees a musical is nine eight times out of ten a white yeah. gay male yeah. that is true you know so that's why i'm like it's a very niche market yeah okay i can i can definitely see that and so i you know so making it a musical in my mind was just the wrong direction um mm-hmm. so and for, i think for a lot of us we were like we've seen the color purple we love um oprah playing oprah uh i, I forgot who she was um sophia. in in the, in the color purple. yeah sophia we love Whoopi playing um her role we love sugar avery playing her role we loved it who them people were not saying that these new actors are not good at what they do but that's our nostalgia and a lot of times we just don't want to mess up our nostalgia our nostalgia that's true but the color purpose was just a good movie. It was an yeah. awesome movie from the Ruta to the Tudor. Did you know word on the street that Spike Lee got an attitude because Steven Spielberg wanted to do that movie? And they went to the NWACP and they, yeah, it was a whole thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a big, that whole movie was a big controversy in the church and the NAACP. They, everybody tried to boycott it then as the same way they tried to boycott it now. Part of the same reasons was a lot of people didn't know that back then you couldn't even use the word gay on, and, it, and you could use it, but it could only be, if you use that word, it had to be used during certain times of the day. So they had to try to figure out how to, portray Miss Seeley's bisexual light in a weird way so they could run the film all day and all night long. And so that was the church's issue with it. And that was part of the NAACP's issue that they drew with it when Spike Lee went to them about it. Oh, so the issue was the sexuality. So hold up. So it was okay for Miss, they were okay with Mr. doing his dirt? Doing his doing his business. I was gonna say, well, you know, it's just that it's the church that black people they know can always they can always rely on religion to get what well, with black or white people they can always rely on religion to change things however they want to. So that was their ploy to get what they needed. They wanted to get try to get taken care of, which they didn't. Well, listen, yeah, if you call a purpose on your to-do list, uh, go ahead and just go ahead and move forward with that. And, and from my understanding, it was extremely, for most who've seen it, outside of it being a mu- musical, they would say there was some, some great, 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 great talent in that movie. And so, yeah, um, yeah go ahead and put it on your to-do list. I'm definitely going to put it on mine. It's going to be free, though, when I do it, but I'm going to put it on mine. All right, stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to have more with you on Wellness Wednesday. Stay tuned. Hey, we are back. We are back. If you are just tuning in, good morning to you. And take a moment. Stop what you're doing and just look in the mirror and say you are love, you are kind, and you are beautiful. And so, listen, um, do you care? Do you care or don't you care? One of these things that's going on, I think, is a, I don't know if it's a, a, a trend when we are having conversations with individuals and 
we make the statement that I don't care or whatever you want or even saying I'm good. You hear any of that keys quite often? Yeah. I don't know if you want to say often, but yeah, I do hear it. And I know me working in the setting that I do, um, I hear that quite often. And so new research finds that saying I don't care or whatever could actually, you know, have some repercussions. Can you believe that? Mm -hmm. Mm. And so being on the receiving end by not communicating your preferences can result in the perception that someone may be being difficult. So what are your thoughts about that, Keith? When people say, I don't care. Say that again. If the person that's saying, I don't care, can be perceived as being difficult. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> what are your thoughts around that? I want to know what white man came up with that. <laughs> so when people Period. say, I just to ask you, if people say they do not care, you just take that as face value and just, you just leave it there. Right. I don't under- see that. I don't perceive them as difficult or anything. Okay. Now, if I do something that you didn't like, I will quickly remind you, you told me you didn't care. So this is what's happening. Okay. All right. All right. Because you, once you say you don't care, you've relinquished control or that's, whatever. That's true. And I agree with that. Now, what about whatever you want? You feel the same way about that? Yeah, I don't. That's, yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's not that's the same as I don't care. All right. According to the research, so the person that asks another person, you know, what they want, what are their preferences, and the person on the receiving end that says, I don't care or whatever you want, the actual decision maker oftentimes becomes <laughs> frustrated because they truly believe that the person that they're asking what do they want to do really have an answer. Well, let me rephrase that they have a preference. They have a preference, but they're just not communicating. They probably communicated their preference. They may not have a preference. That's why usually they tell you they don't care or whatever you want. No, but you're, what, you're right. What I find difficult, because my sister does this a lot and we talk about this, is they keep saying, I don't know. So can you figure out what you know? Mm-hmm. And they never figure it out. Then that becomes difficult. Now that is the one that grinds my gear, but I don't care. I don't, yeah, whatever you want. I don't see how that's considered difficult and I don't even really consider saying I don't know being difficult it's just you need to make up your mind with what you know so we can make a decision I, listen, or I, tell me you don't care so I can make a decision <laughs> well I, I agree with both I do believe that they most people that say I don't care truly have a preference whether they just don't want to communicate it at that time instead of saying well, I don't care just saying you know what I really don't want to make that decision right now would you just go ahead and make that decision and they fall with I don't care or whatever you want they take a very passive approach to it but I do think most people do have a preference if you they will put in a corner and ask hey do you, you either gonna go here or you're gonna go here I think they will make a decision if they were alone but since they have someone with them they choose not to but with that assumption that they do have a preference and they're not communicating it it makes the decision maker, okay, this was in research, frustrated, resulting in them liking that person less because they will not communicate what they are feeling. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Okay, these people need to stop being so damn sensitive. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Because to, if that works you up, yeah. Now, to your point where you say, well, what if they truly don't care? 
So they give us some tips. So the tips are to remember that the other party will likely strive to make a choice you are happy with. Okay, right away, a few less favorable options can maintain harmony. So what they're saying is, okay, if there are 10 movies, give them, you make a decision and give them three options and let them choose. Mm-hmm. You got real quick. Now, what happened? They tell you once again, they don't care. Make nah, the decision. They had, they, they, they had to respond to that. And I guess that's just where, I mean, a lot of times I really feel like people, if they tell you they don't care or whatever, <clears throat> they may not even have a clue of what they want to do. Or let's, let's say that we're supposed to be doing something. Mm. They may not even really have gave it that thought. So they're just like, instead of holding you up, you go ahead and make the decision, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what I've got a lot of times when people say, oh, I don't care or, you know, something other like that. Well, here's or another, okay. the other thing is, mm-hmm. I was going to say the other thing is they just may have too many things they want to do. So they don't want to make the decision. They don't want to be responsible of making the decision, which I've heard a lot of people say that I don't want to be responsible for making the decision for this. It could be some of the simple is going out to eat. I've heard people say, <laughs> I don't want to make the, the, that decision. You make right, it. Right. They, they'll say, I don't care. And I'll be like, and you keep pushing it and finally say, I don't want to be responsible for making the decision for us going out to eat you make got you all right all right so i think we let's stop overthinking this bs that these people keep putting out to give y'all anxiety (laughs) i ain't doing it this year no ma'am well believe it or not Uh -uh. this is out there happening but here's the last another solution that they offer you know just be able to tell a person hey okay so i'll pick the movie tonight and then you'll be able to pick the movie next week. So go ahead and start thinking about what we want to watch next week. And it can be a, you know, a win-win type situation. So that was another gesture, another suggestion. Yeah. So that's something y'all to take Y'all don't let DB stress you out over here. Don't let him do it. I promise y'all I'm not trying to do it. I'm Somebody tell you they don't care, just make a decision for them and keep it pushing. And if they say, well, I didn't want to, you tell them, well, you should have made a decision. Boom. Now that's the way that I would go too. But I just want you to be very careful of these. These I call them the gray, uh, gray terms, gray words, gray sentences. That I'm good. I don't care. Whatever you want. They push you in this kind of gray era. These individuals need to communicate more effectively. That's what I got from it. Be able to say, you know what? I'm not in the mood to pick this movie. Or like he said, I don't want to be responsible. So go ahead and just choose the movie and call it a day. So. Alrighty. Well, we gonna stop right here when we come up. We want to talk about rude people. Rude people. Are you one of those? Stay tuned. All right, we are back. We are back. Yeah, we're left off talking about ah rude folks. Rudeness, rudeness, rudeness. Are you one of those rude people? Do you think rude people know that they're rude? I would say a good 75% of the people that are rude, they know they're rude. Then there's that other percentage that have no clue that they're just jackasses i think a lot of rude people are intentionally rude what are your thoughts oh definitely yeah yeah definitely definitely and you usually can tell the difference a lot of times you can even feel some of that energy before they even open up their mouth like that body language that nonverbal communication kind of gives off something sometimes it's just energy you just walk past someone you're like uh, mm-hmm. what's going on over there i will worry then i uh-huh. blame you 
I blame us a lot. We, like you said, we we discern that body image that I mean that bo- that body language being given off or that energy or whatever, and we stick around to wait to see what the end gonna be. Get yourself out of dodge. Yeah, you already feel the energy, so don't wait no more for it to get worse. I agree, and sometimes we egg it on too. Like we know the energy is not the best. It's kind of gloomy, grayish. And we poke the bear sometimes. Then you turn around and you get bit and you bleed and you wonder like, why? Why? But mm, word on the street, though, that people, listen, um, that your colleague, supervisor, and people that you may come in contact with are exposing you behaviors of wars. Just like they used to say, weapons of wars. Like, just inappropriate, just rude behavior. But here's the thing. They say that this type of rudeness is actually um, prone to anchoring. And so anchoring is getting inappropriate, fixated on one piece of information to the exclusion of others. It's also well known as cognitive biases, response for inappropriate medical diagnosis and poor negotiation out of others' decision making. And so with that said, how often do you come into rule people? Uh, probably uh, every day, don't we all? I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, you quite often. Now, I know in some areas you probably would experience a little bit more. Um, so anytime um, I, you know what? I can't honestly say when I visit New York the last time I came across a lot of real people. You know, Atlanta's becoming whew, increasingly <laughs> rude. Like over the years, I want to say Atlanta has become increasingly rude. Becoming? Oh, okay. you were always increasing. That's because you're from Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta has been rude for a quick minute. Oh. I, I I haven't felt that, but I have yeah. felt it though. When Trump came into office, like it, like mm-hmm. well, and I think that's kind of everywhere. The rudeness just kind of elevated. But just what about just rudeness in like everyday neighborhood or any community activities? Whether you go into the grocery store, whether you go into an event, you you go into a park. Do you experience that quite often? Yeah, I have. Will I will say, and I'm going to be truthful. Yeah, I have experienced a lot more anger and disrespect, and I'm not going to put it on Trump. That came directly after Obama, and I'm not going to say after why Obama was in the house. And it, it was it's sort of crazy because I remember when Obama got elected. My mom said, "I'm happy to see him elected." She said, but at the same time, she said, "Watch a, a lot of us. A lot of we're going to roll back in a lot of places," and she was never wrong about that. Like you said, people have got a lot more ruder. People have became a lot more aggressive. Um, people are more free to be more um, racist, homophobic, phobic, xenophobic, and et cetera. I, again, I definitely um, agree with you. I didn't even think about that, but it did heighten because we had an increase in hate crimes when Obama got into office, right? Mm-hmm. I, think and I literally got mad with my mom when she told me that you know, she said, I'm so happy to see we have a black president. She said, but things are going to get a lot worse for us and we're going to go back in the back of times. Mm. I was pissed with her. <laughs> yeah, but she was accurate. 
Yeah. Sorry, mom. (laughs) And some of us probably are curious too, like, what is the like root cause of rudeness? Um, It says people are rude due to stress, which I can kind of agree with. Personality, traits and conflicts, cultural differences, a lack of empathy um, or ignorance. You know, that empathy one stands out. Do you think empathy can be taught? Yeah, I don't think that's something that can really. Okay, I feel like if it's not taught when you're at a young age, then Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it can be taught to you afterwards does that make sense yeah no yeah but i and yeah i did and i don't know why i feel like that can't be one of them things that's just taught at an older age because i feel like empathy is something other you learn so it has to be taught at a young age and that's like teaching a dog that's getting ready to die how to do a new trick that dog gonna look at you like get out of here i often give recommendations when i do come across across people that lives in that black and white zone and don't explore the gray areas which I, I consider the feelings i asked them to go out and to volunteer at different community nonprofit organizations and when they are able to connect to an experience that they are having with someone other than themselves or their family or within a circle it has the probability to touch them in a certain way hoping to be compassionate because i think you have to be compassionate before you can be empathetic if you don't got no compassion baby empathy (laughs) that just goes just gonna go right over your head and if we can work on showing some compassion to people then hopefully we can become more empathetic that's my thought process and so how do you deal with these rude people like depends on which day i woke up (laughs) with bed i got out of I'm just going to keep it all the way honest and funky with y'all. Some people may get cussed out. Some people I may just, you know, say by the grace of God, thank you. I'm out of here. Thank you. You know, and you know, some of them, I may leave them with um a little hex. <laughs> I just, I want to just remind people that most of the time when people are rude, you know, it's not even about you. It isn't about you. They are dealing with something. And right then and there, more than likely, you are the person that they are taking a frustration out on. Now, those people who are habitually just mean, nasty, and rude, I'll take a whole different approach. I mean, I would confront and address and let you know where the line is. You draw the line. And being Mm -hmm. rude is a form of bullying, y'all. Y'all didn't know that. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. Listeners, nobody have told you that they love you. Know that I love you. Keys love you. We want you to have a good day and a great rest of the week. All right, take care. Y'all have a great day.